Looks like you found your way back to the Menagerie of Mystery. I'm Dr. Dave Scorpion Blood. Welcome back. When's the last time you felt trapped in a situation? Maybe it was a job or a relationship? I'd like to tell you a story of someone who was stuck in her circumstances and what she did to pull herself loose. I call it Molar. Most people I know would be happy to never set foot in a high school again, but not my friend Daphne. We went to school together from junior high till college, and I've never met anyone as dedicated to learning as she is. She loved school and everything about it, so no one that knew her was surprised when she wanted to be a teacher. What surprised me was that she wanted to go back to our high school once she had her teaching degree. We just got out of there like five years ago, and you want to go back? Yes. I liked our school, and the community is nice. I know you don't hate it as much as you pretend to. She was right about that last part, but it still seems strange to me to go back so soon, or at all. She would be colleagues with people that had taught her, and I felt like that would be bound to be a weird dynamic. School started in late August, so I didn't see her much until late September when things had calmed down a bit, and I was excited to find out how things had been. We met at our favorite bar, and she chugged a martini before I could say a word. Daph, how are you? How, uh, how is everything? Well, my job is weirder than I thought. Uh, how so? Remember how you said you thought it was silly to go back to our school? I don't think I said silly, but yeah. Well, you were right. Working with the teachers isn't bad. It's actually kind of cool to get to know them from a completely different perspective. But the students! It's weird! What do you mean? You remember Sarah Green? Sarah Green had gone to school with us, one grade our junior. She'd been loud and demanding of attention and pretty hard to miss. Uh, yeah. Well, her little brother Trevor is in my class and he's just as annoying, and Sarah told him she and I had trigged together that one year, so now Trevor thinks we're friends, and I don't know how to tell him to back off. Boy, just teacher things, huh? Oh, shut up. <laughs> she put her head on my shoulder and whined, and we changed the subject until later. After two more martinis, she brought it around again. Do you think I should quit? No, you love teaching. Not quit teaching, just quit this school. Oh. In that case, maybe? Not forever, but maybe work somewhere else for like five years? Just enough for everyone to age out, you know? Yeah. When we parted ways that night, I was sure it was all just talk. No matter what happened, she did love the school district, and she said she was making friends with the other teachers already. Plus, she couldn't leave at the beginning of the school year and hope to ever get a job back there again and I knew that would break her heart. So I figured we'd meet up again during fall break, and she'd be full of news and more settled. I wish I hadn't encouraged her the way I had. We did meet up mid-October of that year, but it wasn't the way I expected. 
She looked more miserable, not less, and she was nearly on the verge of tears. Micah, I'm going to apply somewhere else. What? Why? It's it's just too weird, and I don't know how to handle it. Trevor keeps hitting on me, and it doesn't matter how many boundaries I put in place, he ignores them. The principal thinks it might be better if I leave for a while, like you said. Just until siblings of the people I knew aren't there anymore. He thinks this is too much for a first-year teacher to juggle. Well, I think this sounds like an open-and-shut case of harassment being allowed by your workplace. Maybe, but I don't want to do anything about that. The principal knows the dean of a private school like ten minutes away, and he put in a good word. So if all goes well, I'll start there after winter break when a teacher goes on maternity leave. So she did just that. Within two months, she was settled at St. Apollonia's School for the Gifted. I had never heard of St. Apollonia, and I thought the word gifted had gone out of vogue. But my friend seemed happy with it, and that was all I needed from the place. We met up in January, and she seemed way happier, if a little bemused. Micah, you never had braces, right? Uh, nope. Why? Oh, a kid in my third period just got them? And a lot of kids at that school have them, but something keeps happening to his. His mom has had to take him back to the orthodontist five times this school year, and she asked that we keep an eye on him to see what he's doing to them. But I don't know what he could be doing. Uh, bending the wires, maybe? I remember everyone chewing way too much gum at that age. Maybe it messes up braces? Maybe. Those kids are all weird about their mouths anyway. I did a basic anatomy of the face test, and a full, like, 20% from all my classes combined answered that adult humans have 64 teeth. Do they not? That is twice the amount of adult teeth. I asked them where they got that idea, and one of them said he used his tongue to count his own teeth while taking the test. Kid's got a weird mouth. Yeah, and a stupid tongue. Life went on. We could only meet every couple of weeks as she learned to juggle teaching and lesson planning and office politics and all the other things a teacher does nowadays, but she always seemed happy with the work. I was glad she was doing so well there, and I hoped they would keep her on next year. But when I asked that spring if they'd offered her a contract, she got quiet. What's wrong? Can I show you something gross and If I do, can you promise to keep it a secret? Uh, yeah, of course. She looked around the restaurant like she was afraid we were being spied on. But we were both boring people, and we were in the very back of the place, so no one was looking at us. After checking multiple times, she reached into her purse and pulled out a Ziploc filled with... Are those teeth? Yes, obviously! The bag was one of those small snack-sized bags, but it was still unsettling to see it stuffed full of human teeth. They were all sizes and shapes, and I could see that some had cavities and some had cracks, and a few of them still had gum and blood stuck to the root. If they weren't real human teeth, then they were some of the best fakes I'd ever seen. Why do you have teeth? Kids keep leaving them in my room. As a threat? No, they fall out while they're studying, or they spit one out while they're writing something on the board, or one gets handed in in the fold of their homework. 
This is every tooth I have found in the past month. What are you going to do with them? I don't know. I thought about reporting some of it to CPS, but none of them have any other signs that something is going on at home. I've been watching for fights and haven't seen any, and the weirdest part is I mentioned it to Miss Baker, the, the principal, and she didn't seem interested at all. So I've just got kids dropping teeth. So I started collecting them in case someone ever came by asking about it. That is really gross. I know. What do the kids say about it? They told me they're just growing new ones. One even showed me his gums and there was something poking through there. Well, that happens, right? Kid, Kids get new teeth, right? Yeah, at like ten. I mostly have 14, 15, and 16-year-olds, so growing new teeth should not be happening now. She put the bag of teeth away, and we tried to change the subject, but I admit when our food came, neither of us was able to eat much. I tried to put the bag out of my head for the rest of the month. It was weird, but there was nothing I could do about it, and I still wasn't quite sure how weird it was. I don't know much about kids, and I was pretty sure wisdom teeth were still growing at that age, so I told myself that that was all there was to it. Until Daphne sent me a text one morning, way too late for a teacher to be still up. You gotta come to my work tomorrow. My lunch is at one. Come get me for lunch. Will they even let me on campus? Private school. Things are different. Just get a pass from the main office. My classroom is at the end of the hallway, straight down from the office. 1 p.m. That wasn't like Daphne. Not at all. I agreed to meet her for lunch and tried to get some sleep, but I kept dreaming of weird, gaping holes and gums, and bags and bags full of teeth. I woke up still mostly asleep, and it was already 12.20. If I was late, she might actually cry, so I yanked some clothes on and drove to the school as quickly as I could. I walked into the office at 12.56, very pleased with myself, and jumped when something crunched under my shoe. I looked down and saw bits of white on the tile. Styrofoam? Maybe, I thought. It was hard to tell against the floor. I got my pass from the widely smiling young office lady and headed down the hallway directly outside the door. There were more of those crunchy things, and I stepped on at least half a dozen on my way down the hallway, almost slipping on one. I saw Daphne step outside one of the classrooms, and I raised my hand and walked a little faster, just to fall for real the next time I hit one of those crunchy things. I landed on my back, hard, felt more jab into my neck and under my knee. Daphne ran to my side to help me sit up. This time I reached down to pick up what I'd slipped on before looking at my friend, horrified. She helped me to my feet and pulled me into her classroom while I stared at the tooth I'd grabbed from the floor. I know. They've had to start sweeping them up every evening. This is just today's output. <laughs> I stepped on like eight of these things just between my car and here. And this is just today? How is no one noticing all the holes in their kids' gums? Because there aren't any. How? Because they grow in new ones. In a day? Yes. 
Want to know something worse? I guess. She reached into her own mouth, fished around, and pulled one of her own out, still raw at the roots. We stared at each other. Then she dropped the tooth in the garbage can casually, where it made a rattle I chose not to investigate. We did end up leaving, but we didn't go to lunch. Instead, we went to her place and I helped write a polite letter of resignation that somehow didn't mention the litter of teeth that filled the school. She's at a third one now, a normal public school. And she says fights and drugs are a huge relief after all that was happening at St. Apollonius. And I believe it. She even got a decent insurance plan out of it. Which is good, because I heard she was in desperate need of a new dentist. The moral of the story is as simple as it is true. If you don't change your circumstances, your circumstances will change you. I'll finish this off with a quote from Jim Beggs. Before you frown, make absolutely sure there are no smiles available. Hey everyone, it's Mike and Cheek again. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Today's guest voice was Jack Schnelly, a name you will recognize as the person who edited all of my stories and also wrote this story. I was in a tricky spot because I needed one more, and she knocked it out by the time I got home. It was incredible, and I think it turned out pretty good. Jax is a writer and an editor. Uh, you can find her work in Enter the Apocalypse by Tan Staffel Press, among other places, and also... You've heard it a million times. You can find her at JL underscore Schnelli. That's at JL underscore S-C-H-N-E-L-L-E. And the music for this episode and the editing for this episode was done by me, Micah Cheek. Stick around for the next episode. It's going to be a good one. Bye.